for several years now, a spacecraft, the Parker Solar Probe, has been spiraling down, getting closer and closer to a star, closer and closer to our sun. Last spring, the probe got more than just close. For the first time in Earth history, a spacecraft flew into a star, into the sun. I spoke with Dr. Christina Cohn of Caltech. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, we're in a region that we've never explored before. We're not quite sure what to expect. Anytime you're involved in a project that is going somewhere that humanity has never gone before, things you've been thinking about for a long time, finding out whether you've sort of guessed correctly or whether you've really got it all wrong, you know, we're usually not way, way off base. But almost inevitably, there's something that we weren't anticipating, and we are very puzzled the first time we look at it. The surface of the sun is so hot, atoms cannot survive. Glance up at the sun. That glow comes not from whole atoms, but bits and pieces of atoms flying about on the sun, and also flying out of the sun into the solar system. They get inside the protective magnetic shield that we have around the Earth and change the atmosphere so that radio signals don't behave the way we expect. We have radio blackouts where we can't communicate with radio at all. Phones, aircraft, ATM machines, all on GPS. If those energetic particles hit those GPS spacecraft, they can cause disruptions in the electronics. And if those go down, even briefly, it can cause problems. These particles weigh next to nothing, but they're shot into space with incredible energies, and no one entirely understands just how the sun can shoot them out so fast. It likely involves electricity and magnetism. The sun is threaded with a spider's web, bazillions of spider webs, composed of twisting, stretching lines of magnetic force. Every 11 years, the sun's magnetism builds to a max. In just a few years, if we get lucky, we might see, naked eye, magnetic spiderwebs painting dark sunspots on the face of the sun. And this likely relates to how the sun hurls particles with such high energies. What is giving the particles that kick from slow, which really isn't slow, it's millions of miles per hour, but what we call slow to much faster. One of the things that we think is happening magnetic fields, certain magnetic fields are reconnecting with other magnetic fields to kind of change the shape of the magnetic field structure. Kind of like stretching a rubber band until it snaps back. Yes. And when you do that, you can transfer energy that was stored in those magnetic fields to the particles and you can give them a kick. We see that in other places in the universe, but we've never actually been able to be there when it happens. Answering these questions requires getting up close to the sun, which poses an obvious risk. The engineers designed this thermal protection shield. Without it, the spacecraft would just melt. But the probe cannot get careless. You have to keep that shield between the sun and the spacecraft until you get far enough away that it's no longer a danger. At which point, and only then, can the spacecraft turn itself toward Earth and download what it had seen close up. It's a huge amount of data. The next data dump that comes in, I'm sure we'll all be up late waiting for those data to come down. Since I spoke with Christina, that data dump has come down, and scientists have been going through it to figure out what it means. 
One hopes that the data reveal that the probe has gone even deeper into the sun. I'll have more about that when another report is issued. Speaking with Dr. Christina Cohn of the Space Radiation Lab at Caltech. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.